FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Come on, you can have your gloat moment. You know you can. I don't want to you gloat. Wanna, you want, yes, you do. Gloating but feels it, good. No, no, no. It doesn't feel good. But it is nice that you said that. <laughs> gloating I do, I do feels appreciate great. It. I'm not gloating. I want you to gloat. Gloating I, feels good. Don't force me to gloat. <laughs> you want to gloat. You no, were right. I don't want to gloat. I think it's just really cool that we have a relationship where we're able to learn and grow from one another. Absolutely. Huh? I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And this is our official first show of 2020. Woo! So exciting. It is exciting. So Monica, did you have a good holiday? Yeah, it was really relaxing, actually. You were on on vacation, left me out there hanging last week. I know. I was away for a long time. That's the longest trip I've gone on in like 10 years. (laughs) Don't do it. Again, I won't. It was too long. Actually, it wasn't too long. It was really fun. I did have a, a good time and I was in the woods, which made me very happy. So very happy. What did you do in the woods? Did you well, have sex in the woods, Monica? I did. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> First time. Well, not in the woods, like in a tent. I'm trying to think if I've ever had sex. You know what, Monica? This is a moment. <gasps> you stop. I've never had sex in the woods. Oh my God. <laughs> this is a, a whole it's like a new thing. Now I'm going to have to have wood sex. It just sounds weird, but okay. Okay, so as we get started this year, Mm -hmm. we have been getting big giant shout out to our tribe because we've been getting listener letters almost every day now. Mm. And we're over 8,000 downloads. I can't believe that. I know. I mean, it's really amazing because I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. So, you know, we haven't talked, but that's pretty amazing. It's a huge and especially because it's a show that most people don't share. I mean, it's not like we're getting a million shares on Facebook. Nobody's sharing our show. <laughs> why? <laughs> closet listeners. Why aren't you sharing, people? <laughs> they don't want. Any- I share. I what? share with everyone. Yeah, but they don't want. They don't want anybody to know that they listen to us. Oh. Which is a hundred percent fine. That's why we give you the anonymous ways to send in information. Mm-hmm. Okay. But remember, the mission of the show, in case you're wondering, is to unshame <laughs> sex. So if you feel like sharing or you feel like leaving us a review, this is for the mission of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the reviews are pretty anonymous, the reviews, aren't they? Well, they use the Apple username. So if you know your uh, Apple username, mm, that's okay. the only thing. Anyway, well, but feel free to go in, leave us five stars if we've earned it. If not, leave us four we want stars. Your, and we want your feedback. We want your feedback for sure. How All can right. we make it better? That's the, that's the question of the hour. So here's the letter I got most recently. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hi, Sean Lee. Love the podcast. My husband, Robert, and I almost divorced last year. No one really knows that. We moved to another state just to save our marriage. It's been a living hell, but I just wanted to say that I like your podcast. I thought, oh, that's nice. That, that is really time. nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to hear when someone really likes your podcast, podcast right? <laughs> I've been very insecure about myself and my marriage for about a year and a half, and we've been married for over 20. But your articles and podcasts inspire me to be more confident in who I am and be more sexy. And that's been my big struggle. Okay. So I can get that. Yeah, I think a lot of women struggle sometimes with feeling sexy. I know I do. I didn't know I was sexy until someone kept telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, people would be like, oh, you're so sexy. I thought, I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, and that's, I can definitely think of, I mean, it took me a little longer to get to that point where I really sunk into my own sexuality and felt like I'm not just, you know, faking it till I make it. I sometimes still feel like I'm faking it till I make it. 
Like this morning, for example, um, I sent a picture of my boobies. To- <laughs> morning. Good morning. And it was, it was a good morning to one of my partners. Okay. And it took 20 pictures. It took 20 angles. It took some filtering and Photoshop for, <laughs> for me to send that picture this morning because I was really insecure about whether or not my breast looked right. And was the lighting right? And, you know, did I look sexy? Did I look like I was trying too hard? Right. Yeah, all that stuff. And whoever it was probably just didn't even care. Like they were so excited to get booby photo. Both of them were. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, you know, you got to maximize. If you're going to send a naked picture, send two. Okay. If you have more than one partner. Okay. Okay. Like, all right. That's a good rule. I'm just saying. I I get it. I'm an equal opportunist. (laughs) (laughs) When I thought about insecurity and I thought about where I was in my life, like I wanted to know, you know me, I always want to get to the bottom. Like, how did we get here? Why do I feel this way? How come I didn't feel this way in my 20s? What the hell's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know. Were you insecure in your 20s? Like I said, I I don't think I really came into my own until my 40s, you know, and I and I'm still growing. I mean, really all the time. I feel I get more and more comfortable in my own skin as I go along. Um, You know, so I think women and men, too maybe women a little bit more because we're so worried about what men think. At least I am. You know, I worry about how I look. I worry about, you know, these like dimples on my butt. How does the light hit my boobies? Yeah. Like, you know, the lighting is super important. And do I smell good? And do I taste good? And am I going to meet his expectations? And am I better than his last lover? I mean, yeah, I think we all have our insecurities when we're in bed with someone. Well, it makes me wonder, and to be very clear about my next statement, this is not information that was in any emails that I had, but I'm speculating, completely shooting in the dark. Okay. okay? But the email says we moved to another state just to save our marriage. So it kind of makes me wonder if there was maybe a little infidelity that went on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm speculating again, 100% speculation. But because she said that um, they moved to another state and then um, that for the last year and a half, she's been insecure. Mm, yeah, so, so, so what some, caused, something transpired, right? Like there was a catalyst to something, whether it was, in, whether it was, he said, I don't love you anymore, whether he had an affair or whether. I wonder how old she is too, because, you know, I know coming up on my 40 something, you know, I, you see your body change, you know, mm. I, I still feel very, very sexy, but your body starts to betray you a little bit. And I, I think um, that has been a new insecurity for me. I've never, ever had to think or worry about it. But, you know, I'm losing the battle. I'm going down with a fight, <laughs> you know, but, you know, that can be a real insecurity for women. I think men, it's like the opposite, right? They get hotter as they get older. <laughs> they do. You know, they really do. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can like put a beard on their face and it's like covers everything. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they say that men who shave um, their face actually look younger because they exfoliate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. It's that constant daily exfoliation. <laughs> and that's why men look you know, look younger, longer. Interesting. So, so it, I need to start shaving my face. I'm, there's a lot of really interesting <laughs> research out about it. <laughs> you know, I've been reading it. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because as you were talking about things that, and this is kind of a sidebar in this, but I've invited Forbes Riley to come on the show. Oh, wow. Do you know Forbes Riley? Yes. Yes. So she's fabulous and she's a friend of mine and she's going to come on the show. You know, Forbes has been responsible on the Home Shopping Network for like 
two million dollars in sales or two billion dollars. If she's listening, I might have gotten that wrong. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Those Somewhere two in between numbers. two million. And I'm pretty sure it's two billion. Actually, now that I think about it, that's that a lot. She has two billion dollars in sales on Home Shopping Network, but she's a fitness guru. She's an actress, oh. and she's amazing. And one of the things years ago when Forbes and I were having a talk about our bodies, she said, "You know, you have to be in this love relationship with your body as opposed to this love hate relationship with your body." Mm-hmm. And she said some really wise things, and so I've invited her to come on the show. She's agreed to come on the show. Mm-hmm. So that will be fun for us to talk to her because she's oh, yeah. she's going to be a great resource because Forbes is, I think, 59, 60, somewhere in that range. And she still looks like, bam. Wow. But she, she really understands that level of insecurity that we women have. And mm-hmm. so I think she'll be an asset for us when we bring her on. Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, be super so that'll cool. be cool. Um, but kind of going back to what you were saying about your body changing. So I used to compete. I was a figure competitor. Mm-hmm. And I got cheese and dimples and places. Because you're, you know, someone told me when I was competing, they said, you're never right again in the head with food. Yeah. And that's so true. I would say. You're never right again. Yeah. But now I look and I got a dimple here and I got an extra pound there and I'm just like, I feel a little betrayed by my body. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think that sexiness isn't in your body. Right. I totally agree with that. And I think when we're in those moments, when we're in bed and we're worried about how we're looking, at least for me, what helps is instead of focusing on how I'm looking and whether things are lit correctly, I start focusing on how my body feels. Oh, that's a good idea. And if I can focus on that in a sort of mindful way, kind of like be in the moment and just focus on the sensations, then my body just kind of takes over, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it gives you that confidence too, because, you know, that's really a huge turn on for most men. That's what I've heard. Confidence is the sexiest thing you can put on. Yeah. Right. Um, and when I got the letter from the listener, um, you know, I wanted to clarify some information. But one of the things that I know that I felt for a long time is that I wasn't sexy at all. And like you said, you just kind of have to accept you're as sexy as you're ever going to be today. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow you're going to be sexier than you've ever been. But you have to come to grips with what that means. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's harder if there's been like an infidelity in the relationship because you're sitting there going, really, dude? Yeah, I don't know that I would, you know, I've only, I've been cheated on, but it was a very long time ago and it's a deal breaker for me. I don't know that I could stay in a relationship with someone who because the trust is just shattered. And, you know, how do you get over that? I just think that's very tough. Yeah. But I know, you know, I have married friends who have, gotten through it and actually gotten stronger. I have a couple of married friends like that. You know, so, you know, you really break down and you get down to the real basics of your relationship. And then sometimes I think you can rebuild. I think if both partners are willing to invest the time and the energy and the person who has had the infidelity... You know, that person has to understand you're not going to be trusted for like a long, long time. Yeah, the trust, you know, you and it. I might try to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> like, so, but, but, okay. And make it look like an accident. I'm going to, I'm going to, I actually had an assistant who was a nurse when I, when I had the company and she told me how to do it. So I'm going to oh, leave that right there. Wow. That's good. It's good information. That's some good. Stuff. We'll talk later. Um, but no, have you ever heard of it? So this is what made me think of this is, have you ever heard of epigenetics? No. Okay. So epigenetics basically and scientists, if you're out there listening, I'm going to fuck this up. Okay. But I'm going to do my best. All right. But I want to make it understandable for the audience. Epigenetics basically says that, have you ever heard this, the theory that um, you have the genes and the traits of your ancestors? Oh my God. I just had an argument with someone about this. Okay. On my camping trip. Okay. Well, this is, that's Oh, called, I can't wait to hear this. Okay. So that's called epigenetic coding. 
And the way it works is your cells actually have a memory. And so if your mother is pregnant with you and your there's lots of really, really good evidence about this. I'm, I'm not arguing yet. I'm going to let you finish. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Way to have an open mind. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I am really interested. Okay. So your mother's pregnant with you mm-hmm. and your aunt has a phobia of snakes. Right. Okay. And your aunt comes over and she talks about her phobia of snakes. And then you're born and all of a sudden you have this weird phobia of snakes and you don't understand why. Mm-hmm. That's epigenetic coding. Okay. okay. By the same token, if you, your mother is pregnant with you and your father has an affair while she's pregnant with you, that key code of insecurity and fear and jealousy will be key coded actually into your cellular um, activity. Mm-hmm. And so it got me to thinking about where this level of insecurity for me came from as I got older. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I did have a dad who had affairs. Mm-hmm. And I did have an insecure mother. And in my early years, I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But as I got older, more to the ages that she would have been when she was pregnant with me, mm-hmm. I can tell you that insecurity grew. And so when I started learning about epigenetics, I thought this makes sense. I need to read about it more. So I really can't, I can't really speak to it. You know, my logical brain says that those are all learned behaviors you know, the fear of snakes that are sometimes taken from cues that we don't even realize are actually happening. You know, uh, we pick up on our parents' fear of snakes when we're very little and we get those fears. But that said, I do need to do some reading about it because I really, you know. I'm happy to link a, a couple articles in about it. Mm-hmm. It says, so um, geneticists were especially surprised to find that epigenetic change could be passed down from parent to child, one generation to the next. And this came from a study at Duke University. There's a lot of really great research about this. The point I'm trying to make is, though, if you are inexplicably insecure, if you are inexplicably jealous, if you are inexplicably, quote unquote, not sexy, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not your fault. In which case, you have an opportunity to undo some of that. Okay, so the argument, or it wasn't really an argument, it was kind of a discussion. We went back and forth. So this person that I was talking to is telling me that he has kind of a, not a great relationship with his dad, and his dad um, and his mom don't really get along. And he worries that, you know, through this exact thing that you're talking about, that he is going to be the same as his dad, right? He's going to not have the ability to make himself vulnerable, that he is going to step out on, you know, relationships, et cetera, et cetera. My attitude is regardless of whether it's that or it isn't that, right? Like whether it's epigenetics or not, you have the ability to make choices. I think he's misusing it. This is a Shawneeism. Okay. Okay. I'm just going... Put it out there. How? So, Isn't that okay. exactly what you're saying? Yes, and. So okay. it's a yes, and versus a no, but discussion, right? Um, so what epigenetics says, let's say a parent has three children, okay, uh, three daughters, and the middle daughter gets molested. When one of the daughters has children later, their middle daughter will get molested. That's the epigenetic coding premise. Okay, history repeating itself. So what he's saying is along those lines that my dad was this, so I'm afraid I'll do that. But he's also saying like there are certain parts of his personality, like who he is as a person that is like in his genes. And he's not wrong. Okay. He's not wrong. But what makes it cool is that he knows about it. Right. Right. So um, for example, my brother died when I was 11 years old. 
Okay. So I was the second child and the oldest child died. I only have one child to change that. Okay. Because I never wanted to have that situation. I never wanted to be in that situation. Hmm. And so when you think about it on, on a grand scale, he gets a bonus because he knows about it. Like lots of people don't. And so you get a bonus of knowing about it. So you get a choice to make a different choice. Yeah. And I think that consciousness and being able to recognize that this is something that you're kind of afraid of automatically gives you the power to make decisions and recognize that behavior maybe and then, you know, not have that happen. Right. But he wasn't so sure. I mean, he wasn't sold. It was almost like, no, this is just something that's in your genes. You know, it's your default setting. It is your default setting, but that doesn't mean you can't change your default setting. Yeah. Right. And that, that's because um, we have some friends up in, uh, I'm not going to say where actually, <laughs> in retrospect, <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> but we have some friends and her mother and father had children to procreate. So she and her husband have only have her children to procreate. And that's, that's that, right? But you get a chance to make a different choice. You get a chance to feel sexy. You get I need to read about this. And you got to post a couple links and then I will. I will. maybe we can revisit it. Because honestly, this is a really, com it's, it's complex. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like in general, even if you just look at it from a behavior standpoint, his dad did X. So he has, let's just say he's hardwired to do X, make a different choice. Pick Exactly. Y. Yeah. 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 If your mom and dad didn't have sex except to have children, you get an opportunity to feel sexy every day. Mm -hmm. If you're really religious and you were brought up to believe that that's all you do it for and you're worried about whether or not you feel sexy, feel sexy. Mm -hmm. Like who's going to judge you? I think it's easier said than done too. And you know, I think there are things that you can do to help facilitate feeling sexy, you know? Like what? Well, I think like taking care of your body for one. I mean, yeah. for me, I just did, you know, 14 days away where I ate biscuits for, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Was it delicious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like apple butter, you know, <laughs> and boots with the furs. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and I came home, I, you know, I'm not feeling super sexy right now. You know, I went back to the gym on Saturday, went to the Saturday morning workout I'm really sore today. <laughs> so sore. Is that why you're moving so slow? Oh my God, like an old lady. But, you know, I I know that there's no difference, right? Like in 24 hours, there's no way that my body's changed, but my brain has changed about mm -hmm. how I look at my body. So, you know. I, so then you feel sexier. Then I feel sexier, yeah. So true, you so know? true. So that's one of them, you know, and, I, and then I think communicating with your partner can also, you know, I think setting expectations and being able to talk and, you know, I think all of that can also create sexiness and quell some of those insecurities because if, you know, insecurities a lot of the time are just stories that we have. Aren't they always just in our, stories? Yeah, in, yeah. in our heads. And, and I think sometimes talking to a partner and saying, you know, I'm really concerned about this, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to bring up the bush. <laughs> <laughs> But I, Margaret, how's Margaret? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. If you're new to the two wild orchids, you should know that Monica has a bush and the bush's name is Margaret. Margaret, would you like to talk to us today? How are you? How yeah. were the, how was the woods, Margaret? I mean, Margaret was with someone new and I had to warn them. I had to, you know, cause I do have an insecurity about it. So I got to tell. That I foster every time we talk. Yeah, that's right. So I got to like tell a new partner, like, Hey, by the way, just letting you know, I know you're used to like bald as a billiard, you know, that's not what's happening. I have to warn them, you know. Right. So, all right. So I'll just tell you the story. So <laughs> oh, yes, now we that we're to, in it, we might, we're we in it. We want to hear the story. Please tell us about Margaret's story. <laughs> it's not a show unless we talk about the bush. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
as she's getting comfortable and adjusting. So this new person, you know, gave him like the little warning. I don't know if you're ever really prepared. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he went down on me. It was great. It was amazing. And oh, and by the way, he's also bearded. Of course. Oh God. I know. It's not like I have a type. I'm sorry. What can so I say? So wait, we had double bush down there. That's all I can think. Well, no, so this bearded is... face and your bearded. Yeah. Wow. So it's so hilarious because he came back up for air and I said, I'm so glad that, you know, my bush did not scare you away. <laughs> <laughs> what and did he say? He said, that's not a bush. <laughs> and I started laughing hysterically because in my crazy twisted brain I replayed that scene from Crocodile Dundee where he's like that's not a knife <laughs> that's a knife so he said right, are you with me yes okay so he said that's not a bush he said now if I had gone down on you and your bush had gotten into a fist fight with my beard <laughs> That would have been a bush. And then, of course, we just collapsed into laughing and all of my insecurity went out the window. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, it was great. And after that, I didn't worry at all. I love the way he handled that. <laughs> <It was> awesome. <laughs> Which, of course, makes me want to design a T-shirt. <laughs> Which you should and put it on our site. I know. I need, I need there's so many things to do. So many things to do. So, so many things to do. So, yeah, it was, it was a success. It was a great success. But, yeah, insecurity just just went right out the window after we talked about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> Margaret, you live another day. <laughs> That's not a bush. That's not a bush. Okay. Okay. So as as I'm as I'm kind of listening to you, one of the things that I'm I'm thinking about is this listener letter that we got about insecurity and I don't know if she has a bush or not. <laughs> I'm bringing the fucking bush back, okay? I'm just letting everyone know. Oh my god, I turned on porn this weekend. <laughs> And there was girls. What do you young. mean you turned on porn? Like it's like a channel in your house? No, you know, like you pull it up. Oh, okay. You do. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I, I went on my computer, found porn. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 And Just the checking. girl is gorgeous and she's gorgeous. <laughs> and I'm watching porn with my partner. Okay. And she turns around and there's Bush and both of us go. Ah! <laughs> How much? What are we talking? It was enough that we noticed and turned off the porn. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, I digress. But we're talking about, <laughs> let's bring it back around insecurity about Bush and other things about feeling sexy. Um, what I think was really significant, which kind of leads actually into our next listener letter. Okay. Um, which is about, you know, how to feel passionate. And so I think that part of insecurity is not feeling passionate about what you're doing, not feeling mm -hmm. passionate about your lover, not letting your lover feel passionate about you. Mm -hmm. Because here's what I can promise you. And I think I talked about this once more, once before on our shows. So let's be clear. If you are insecure and if you are jealous, you got to get rid of that. And I don't mean like squish it down like it doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, like, just let it go. Let it be what it's going to be. Let your bush hang out. <laughs> let your boobies flop to the side. Let your fat jiggle, whatever it is. And the reason for it is because otherwise you smell really, really bad. Okay. Did we not cover this? Uh, I think it actually was season one. Uh, so I'll share. Oh, yeah. I think I, listened to, I think I listened to this. Ep I, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, let me help out the new listeners. Refresh. Organically, when you quash feelings of insecurity, feelings of jealousy, feelings of fear, your body releases cortisol. It releases stress hormones. It releases all of the stuff that smell bad. Hmm. If you have ever kissed anyone. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. And their kiss is like a Dementor's kiss, you know, from Harry Potter where they suck the soul out of you and it <laughs> smells like blackness and horrible and unhappiness and breath mints don't fix it. That's fear. 
That's insecurity. I had a threesome with someone. And I remember you told the story. I remember. Yeah. He was so insecure about his girlfriend. And so it was horrible. Mm. So FYI, if you're feeling insecure, you smell insecure. That's what animals smell when they say they can smell fear. That's what they smell. Hmm. So don't do that. All right. Now, in terms of like passion, here's what the listener letter said. Um, Hold on. Let me find it. Is it normal to have no passion? No. What do you do with the death of passion? How do you reintroduce lust and passion into your relationship when everything seems lost? Mm. And I think that ties to the insecurity part of it, right? Because if you're in a relationship that you had passion and now you don't, you can't be feeling very secure in the relationship. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of other areas that are insecure as a result. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a tough one. So I thought about it. Okay. And, and I think that it goes back to passion happens in the space between. Most of the time when couples who've been together a long time say that they are not passionate anymore, it's because they're together all the time. Right. We've talked about this before. You know, Mm -hmm. absence makes the heart grow fonder and, you know, it's okay to miss your partner. It's healthy. It's healthy to miss your partner. It's also healthy to do things to create space, like take a class, Mm -hmm. learn how to cook something different, learn how to draw, learn how to paint, take some Do something that makes you feel good about you and you will bring home that confidence and sexiness with you because it's all intertwined. But I'd want to know, you know, I mean, I wish there was a little more detail because it's hard, you know. That was just the question he sent. It was actually a guy who sent this question. A guy, you know, like how's the the relationship? Because I've been in a dead bedroom kind of situation. Oh, I love that language. I've been in the dead bedroom. It's a dead bedroom. Like if you go on Reddit, there's a whole subreddit about it. I've never heard that before. Yeah, dead bedrooms. Um, I've been in a dead bedroom situation where the relationship otherwise was fine. And well, I mean, you know. How fine could it be? Right. But we were really missing that part. We had no passion. I mean, it was just gone. But we were best friends. We weren't fighting. We were getting along really well. But then I also have couples, friends of mine who are in a dead bedroom situation, but there's also a lot of contempt and resentment in the relationship. Well, how do you put that aside? You know, how, how do you, when you're really struggling in your relationship, it's almost like the sex part just gets shoved to the back burner because you guys are just in survival mode on the relationship at all. Right. So, you know. So I had a, I had a girlfriend once whose husband um, actually went and saw prostitutes. And I said to her, you know, she'd been married. So she had, let me put it in perspective. They had two kids. Mm-hmm. They'd been married probably at that time, let's say 13, 14, 15 years, somewhere in that range. Okay. And uh, years earlier, she he had been with prostitutes and um, she was obviously very upset about it. And I said to her, what did you do? And she said, I forgave him. Mm-hmm. And I said, how did you do that? And she said something that stayed with me for a really long time. And she said, what choice did I have? She said, Sean, I wasn't going to divorce him. Mm. She said, you know, we've got two kids raising here. She said, was I going to take all the good from our marriage and weigh it up against this indiscretion and let the indiscretion weigh more? And she said, what choice did I have? And I just sat that. I mean, I really had to sit with that level of depth of, of I was going to say, I mean, that's very powerful. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be able to do that. So, yeah, but she really asked a great question, which I think feeds to what you're saying is that when there's this contempt in the bedroom and there's this anger and he's done something or she's done something or they've done something or whatever it is, what choice do you have? Because the options are really, really, really unhappy or happy. Mm -hmm. What are you going to pick? Yeah. And it's a choice, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I know I've brought it up several times on the show as well that I was in this seven year relationship and 
you know, we had sex right up until like the day that we, you know, like that we broke up officially, you know, that's crazy to me. Yeah. We had a schedule. I know that does not sound romantic. It sounds like the opposite of passion, but we just got into the habit of making sure we didn't go more than four days without sleeping with one another. Because when you do all that other bullshit in your life goes away for that period of time that, you know, there's really not a lot. If you want to. So true. Yeah. Like when you're in that. And sometimes, I mean, there would be times when we would be gearing up for a fight. You could just smell it. I mean, it was coming. It was like on the air. It smells like a Dementor's kiss. <laughs> it was like a cloud rolling in, you know, a storm. You can just sense that it's going to happen. And and he would literally in the middle of like a really tense moment be like, I think we just need to fuck. <laughs> And I would be like, okay, let's do that. We never regretted it. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes really it helped so of much. Of course it did. Like it just diffused whatever bullshit we had and we just put everything aside and we had sex. And I'm not saying that works for everyone, but it, and obviously it didn't fix us, mm-hmm. but you know, at, at least we still were having like that intimacy in the, in the relationship, which I think, you know, it, it's important. It's a hundred percent important. You know, I think that can be the death of a relationship to, to not have that, but it is hard to hold on to, pa- you know, seven years. I can't imagine being married 20. So what I'm, what I'm thinking about is, so lots of things, remember we've talked about this, your body, you know, views excitement and nervousness as the same, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It also views arousal and adrenaline in the mm. same. So if you're in a fight, yeah, I bet you did have hot sex mm-hmm. because your body mimics the same. Your body only has so many chemicals to choose from. Okay. <laughs> so true. That is true. That's so, a good way of looking at it. And so, actually. You're, you know, you're going to have a choice. It's like, oh, okay, well, we're, we're adrenaline mad. Oh, now we're passionate. Yeah. So I, that's why makeup sex is so hot. Right. You know, so, sure. you, you know, but if, I think if you're going to, if you're going to bring back passion, I know you and I talked once before about some of this, but I came up with, and and for us, it worked, right? At one point in my life, I, I needed to bring back passion and we did a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. That was a game changer. Yeah. I was going to say, I think maybe even getting into like a sex class together, mm-hmm. you know, which you can find them online, yes. you know, and, and they'll have goals and projects, you know, fun things that you can do together that might spice things up. I mean, this is all assuming that you're not like wanting to kill each other. Right. I want to give a shout out then because actually a friend of mine does sex classes. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Sarah Devine does erotic blueprints and uh, from Jaya. And she was just teaching a class this weekend. Yeah. And so, yeah, what a great way to, that's a great idea. If you want to reinstitute passion in your life, what a great way to do that is to sit down with your partner and figure out what their erotic blueprint is. Yeah. You know, to communicate about those things and maybe some fantasies that, you know, I mean, I think you just have to kind of start exploring new things to make a change. Because if you don't, you're just going to sit and do the same goddamn thing. Yeah, over I know. Over. Like, I want to just really quick, like, circle back to the photo shoot. Two things that I thought helped with the photo shoot mm-hmm. is number one, we knew we were going to be photographed naked, so we both spent a lot of time getting in shape, and that <laughs> that fed into that, right? Yeah, of course, because now your body looks better. Now you're feeling sexier. You know you're going to take these naked pictures, and then when we took the naked pictures, there's that moment of discomfort because you're naked and someone's taking pictures of you. But then when you look at the pictures later. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of arousal with that. Mm-hmm. So I highly encourage that as a way to bring back passion. Yeah. And it'll make you feel more secure. Well, and that's just a playful way, you know, and a creative way to, you know, bring some fun into the bedroom and, you know, spice it up a little bit. Yeah. And if you're not sure you're looking good, take some pictures, let them use a little Photoshop on you. It'll change your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So um, I don't know. I, I think too, creating like a culture of, of learning in the bedroom can be important, mm-hmm. you know, where you are communicating with your partner and kind of talking about 
maybe something they want to try or. Well, know. if last week's show when you were on vacation, I did that interview with uh, and Christina Antonian um, from uh, Connected Lovers, and mm-hmm. she does that whole erotic touch massage classes. Oh, yeah. And what so a, why was, aren't we taking that? <laughs> it's online. You can actually download it and you can and you can learn to do the Yoni massage. You can learn. Oh, what? I, I got to listen. I didn't listen to the show. Oh, it was great. It's a great. I was in the woods. I was so <laughs> turned on. Really? By the end of that show. I really was. Oh, I got to listen. And so when she was because she was talking about lingam massage. And which I mean, let's face it, we all want to learn how to do that. <laughs> right. I know. And so it was funny because um, I don't know. I, you saw that picture on, my, on the Instagram where I where it's got a picture of me and it says, um, don't play hard to get, play hard to forget. Yes. And so I said to her, you know, that makes you hard to forget when you are dating a guy and you give him a lingam massage and he's never had that before. And oh he's my not gosh. forgetting you. Oh, I got to I got to check this out. This is going to be my homework. <laughs> I got to tell you, after I listened to that, I thought I want to learn to do that. So how, did is it like step by step instruction? Like step how does by she step do it? Instructions how do you video. It's a video course, and what? yeah, yeah. I'm t- I got to tell you, by the end of the by the after you listen to the interview, because as we got to the end of it, I was like, okay, I have to go now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So if you didn't listen to the uh, to the interview with Christina and um, Antonia, and I want to make sure I say her name right, you have to check that out because I was and I actually got listener letters about it, talking about how they're going to spend the rest of the day aroused. Yeah. She's got a great voice and it was hot. I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, it was very good. So the other thing I think when we're talking about, though, as we circle back to creating passion in, I am so, no, let me, let me not affirm that. I used to be so. Okay. But today I focus on what I want and what's right and what's good and what's healthy and what's solid in this partner that I have versus mm-hmm. the things that about, because here's the thing, you get what you expect. If you're looking for all the, the crappy things he's done wrong, if you're focusing on all the dumb things she's done or the things he said or the things she said, then you're going to go to bed contemptuous and mad. Yeah. What you focus on is what you feel. That's it. You know, it. and it's funny because Tony Robbins, and I know we bring him up occasionally, but he, there are a couple of things that have really changed my life. You know, he has something that he says and he says, Tra- like right now, take a situation that's upsetting you. And trade your expectation for appreciation. Like, yes. Like right now, just take that thing and trade the expectation for appreciation. And yes. it, it shifts it immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. And so like to even play with that. So let's play a game here. We've got a lover who's cheated on you, right? Because that's a really hot button for people, right? Mm-hmm. How do you change that expectation? Um, how do you shift that resentment? Mm-hmm. And I think the way to do that is to recognize he's hot enough that other people want him. Well, and now all of a sudden, right. I mean, anything works, anything that relieves you a little bit and makes you feel better about anything is, yeah. is, is, is a win. I mean, that's what I think when you, what do you think when he says it? Well, I agree with that. But that particular example is tough for me, you know, <laughs> because God, that would just be so, I mean, I try so hard, but that's just a hard line for me. You know, that is a major, major, major like breach of, you know, my boundaries. And so I don't know that I would be able to trade my, <laughs> my well, I don't know how to speak to that because I want to agree with you. I really do. Cause I just said this, like, but that example is like, oh wait, I don't know if I could do it. So, you, hey, you know, what? because it, okay, so, so like, I don't know if I had a partner that cheated on me, you know, I would just want to kill them. It would be very hard for me to trade my expectation, like, for instance, of them not doing that again, you know, for appreciation that what that they told me that they that appreciation were that they figured out that mm. that they fucked up. Yeah. That could, you know, I could maybe you know. work with that. That's a tough, that's a really tough one for me. Well, it's, it's just a tough a, one for everybody because yeah. it, what does it, what does it mean? What, when someone cheats on you, what does it say about you? 
Well, no, and the, nothing. But that's not what everybody does. Everyone, because it's like you and I were talking earlier um, about our mutual friend who is stalking an ex-boyfriend's girlfriend's Facebook. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. And so um, when she's looking at that, right, she's saying, oh my God, she's this and she's hideous and she's that. And she's, she's comparing herself. She's comparing herself. Yes. Right. And so it, yeah. isn't that what happens in infidelity? No, for what sure. It, what's it about her what, that makes you want to fuck her, not me? Yeah. What didn't I have? Right. You right. know, and it feels like a rejection and, and all of those things. That's why when, I'm Polly. When really it has like nothing to do with you, right? It has to do with this other person. That's why I'm Polly, really. Because I don't <laughs> ever want to feel like that. I don't ever want to feel like that. Yeah. Because uh, it can be an and, not an or. Okay. And we've gotten several letters, by the way, um, for people who are opening up their relationship because of our dialogue. You know, it's becoming very popular. I just saw uh, there was like a, an article in like Time or I mean, this is like between you and your polyamorous relationship and me and my bush. We're like bringing <laughs> in a whole new. <laughs> you, me and Margaret, we're a team. <laughs> Oh my God. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I just think that if somebody, you know, okay, so let's use something less hot. So he doesn't clean up the house. Right. Okay. That I can, that I can, that you with. can play with. Okay. Yeah. So how would you find appreciation for somebody who isn't helpful around the house? Because by the way, when I did a study about what couples fight about, 44% of people, this is what they fight about. I'm surprised it's not more than that. I was shocked it was that high. I thought, really? Oh, God. There are better things to fight about. Trust me, I can give you a list. Oh, yeah. That was a big, big hot button for me and my my last serious relationship. I was That's like, insane. There's so many other, outsource that shit, get a housekeeper. You're absolutely right. You know, what you focus on is what you feel. I mean, you know, you start to focus on the fucking coffee cup and you're just like, Jesus, like he would wash his coffee cup, but like leave my spoon. <laughs> You know, like, fuck. And why is passive aggressive? Just just do the dishes. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but you're right. Like in those moments, like there would be times when maybe he would come home with dinner or, you know. Or you get to have his coffee cup in your sink. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, think yeah. about this on a bigger scale. There's millions of people out there that wish that said that his coffee cup would be in, in, in our sink. So true. And so to me, that's an easy way to, to feel appreciation. Also do your fucking dishes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you have a vagina and if you don't, do the dishes. <laughs> just, just do the dishes. Just do the dishes. But sometimes do the goddamn dishes. Just do the dishes. You know? So, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of Abraham Hicks and they always talk about, you know, think about what you want. So think about a clean sink and watch how fast it happens. Mm, that's true. And think of about, focusing on the dirty sink. Yeah. Think about a loyal partner and imagine, think about you being sexy. Pretend you are. Mm -hmm. Funny thing about your body is it can't tell the difference between what you think happened and what you actually had happen. So if you think about being sexy and you pretend you're sexy and you feel sexy, I promise you it'll be translated. So it's like faking it till you make it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right, Miss Monica. So I think this about winds us up. Yeah. You know, in closing, starting off the new year, stay passionate. And do the fucking dishes. And do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. <laughs> 